When your ideal customer's kids are begging every night to read your book, you've won. At Dinosaur House, we turn industry leaders into kids' book authors. We don't do it because it's a super fun thing to do, although it is. We do it because it's highly strategic. Imagine if every night your customers are being asked by their kids to read a book that your company made. Talk about brand affinity. You're helping your customers connect deeply with the most important thing in their lives, their kids, over something that they are passionate about that has to do with your industry. If you want to have a conversation with us about how your brand could become the author of a kid's book, just hit us up, dinosaurhouse.com. Hit the little button that says schedule a story design call. And we'll have a jam session together on just what your company's kids book could and should be. What's up, everybody? This is Steven Eisen. I'm the founder and CEO of Loci, as well as Elements of Balance. My mission is to help inspire people to find balance in their life. And you are listening to The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur. What's up, purpose-driven entrepreneurs? It's me, your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Stephen Eisen. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, Timmy. So, um, so great to talk to you. I can't wait to dig into your two different businesses. Um, before we get into a lot of the things that I want to ask you, if you could just give us context, how do each of the two businesses work? As in, what is it exactly that you sell and to who? And um, when did, like, how did you start them? So Lokai is a purpose-driven bracelet company. Um, in every bracelet, there's a white ball and a black ball. Uh, injected in the white ball is water from Mount Everest and injected in the black ball is mud from the Dead Sea, which are the highest and lowest points on earth. And the story that goes along with it is when you're happy and successful in life, you have to stay humble because there's always a lower point. And when you're upset and down, you got to stay hopeful because there's always a higher point. It's a mental reminder to find balance every day. Uh, and then as, as a company, we donate 10% of net profits to charity. And we've donated a little over $9.4 million uh, to different nonprofit organizations since we launched 10 years ago. Uh, Elements of Balance is a beverage and supplement brand uh, that uses clinical doses of adaptogens to help balance your cortisol levels. So we have a, think, healthy energy drink, healthy focus, calm and sleep. Yeah. I've drank, I drank all four of the, of the main ones. Um, someone from your team, I think sent them to me. Awesome. Uh, they tasted great by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so wh which one did you start first? I'm guessing it was the, um, the, 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 the bracelet one. Yeah. Yeah. Lokai. So I came up with the idea for Lokai about 13 years ago. Now, uh, my grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and uh, brought me to a low, in, a low in my life. And I was just thinking about the highs and lows that I was going through and how everybody goes through highs and lows. It doesn't matter your age, demographic, income level. Um, and that was my freshman year of college. And I just built the business in school and launched it right when I graduated. How, um, so, so you were, you, what aged when you started? Um, I was like, I want to say like nine, 19, when I started that's, it, yeah. That's not a very normal thing for a 19-year-old to do. What, um, like, what made you go, like, what made you go from your, okay, my, my grandpa has Alzheimer's, I'm going to start a business. 
Yeah. I mean, I was always very entrepreneurial. Uh, my grandfather's entrepreneur. My father is an entrepreneur. Uh, so as a kid, I was always coming up with ideas. I was the kid with the lemonade stand. Um, I had little companies in uh, high school. Uh, so I loved just like business, entrepreneurship, ideas. Uh, and that experience just, yeah, like I said, brought me to a low. And I think some of the best businesses that exist in the world are driven from a purpose, right? It's, yeah. it's about more than what you make as a product. It's the reason why. Um, and that was really the, the start of the, of the company. How difficult or easy was it for you to get people to rally around the idea behind the brand? Like I've noticed, like what you just said, like it's, it's, it's better to start a business around a purpose. My first business, uh, being a kid's book author, I didn't have like a clear idea of like, this is my purpose. It was just like, I like to make stuff. And so I'm going to try to make money making my favorite stuff. That's not a very compelling why to get people to rally around. Um, I had to like discover what the why is that, that everyone would get around. And, and I'm constantly trying to put my ego behind my why. But for you, why was clear right from the beginning? How hard or easy was it to get people to rally around that? And yeah, what were the early years of that business like? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's interesting. The, the why came first. And, and I think the story of Loki and the highs and lows really lets everywhere become a part of the story and the bracelet becomes part of them, right? And it is their story of highs and lows. And so we saw a lot of success with just word of mouth early on and still do because when people wear the bracelet and they understand the reason behind it, they wear it because of their own highs and lows in their life. And so when someone says, hey, what is that bracelet? People get excited to talk about it because they're talking about themselves and their own story of highs and lows and why they wear the bracelet. Um, on the, on the flip side of that, I would say like, as a company, we've definitely like gone away and towards and away and towards that purpose and that reason. And uh, I think we are really working now really hard to just dial in how we tell our story, where we tell our story, the products that we make and how they relate to the purpose of finding balance. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to keep a pulse on even when it is the main reason for starting a company. What's the hardest problem that you're trying to solve right now for the bracelet company? I think it's finding a balance between what sells product and continuing to be authentic to the purpose and, okay. and the emails you put out and what you post on social and how many products you make a year, um, things like that. Like, I think an amazing example, my North Star of a company that I love to watch is Patagonia. You know, like on Black Friday, they'll like shut their site off and say, like, go outside and do something, right? Like, and not accept sales like they do, which, which build the brand in an incredible way and really double down on their purpose and their why. Yeah. Um, 
at the I didn't expense, know they do that. That's awesome. At the expense of revenue. I don't know if they do that every year or just a one-time thing I saw, but um, just they constantly are doing things like that. Yeah. Um, when you say like what sells product, like what, what do you mean by that? Like what have you figured out really sells product? And in what ways is there tension between that and the why of the business or the brand? A lot of times making new products. And, and when, when I say making new product, making new designs, right? So every bracelet has the white and the black bead. Um, but when you launch new products, people want new. So people buy new. But the story of Loki and the reason someone could just wear the classic, right? Our original Loki and never need to buy a new one ever again. And they still are receiving and, and using that bracelet as a, as, as a reminder to find balance in life. So yeah, I guess it's that balance of new products versus storytelling and helping people find balance. When you first started the business, was it just you? And were you just like sourcing water and dirt and like putting it together or like what what would it look like in the very beginning yeah i mean the very very beginning it was me googling uh like fact silicone factories in china um, okay. so i yeah literally started from like knowing nothing and just figured it out along the way i think ignorance is bliss and as a young young kid like just having the determination and be like, I am going to do this. No one is going to stop me uh, mentality. Like, and it took a long time. Like I, at the early days, I had a display with the bracelets and I'd walk around New York city, uh, just going store to store, walking in and saying, Hey, is the owner or the manager here? Can, this is my product. I was I just going to ask my story. How did you start getting customers? Yeah. Just like literally knocking on doors. Um, and at first that was very scary, uh, and I didn't want to do it because I just kept getting told no, 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 yeah. but like you would get one yes. And that would just fuel you through the next 100 no's. Um, Dang. and you just keep pushing forward. Um, you're, you're better than I am because I, I also started door to door. And like with kids books, like I, I just ordered a print run of my first book, Billy the Dragon, and I started knocking on elementary school doors. And my yes to no ratio was probably something close to half. And that was so discouraging for me. But I was I was asking, like, can I come into your school and perform this for your kids? So it's a little bit I feel like it was a little bit easier to say yes to. But like the, the no's were hard. Yeah. <laughs> and they I'm are getting hard. them. A little more than half the time. <laughs> they are, but that's what makes, that's why being an entrepreneur is exciting, but it's also such a challenge because you are constantly battling no's and you're, you're battling struggles and like it, our mission as a brand is to inspire people to find balance in their life. There is yeah. no one I think that needs more balance than entrepreneurs because they go through extreme highs and extreme lows uh, daily um, yeah, yeah. in what they do. So, um, and we as a company absolutely have as well. How did you realize that that was the mission purpose that you, that you either wanted or discovered that that's what it was gonna be to find balance in your life? Like why that specifically? 
Um, from a young age, personally, I've always been very balanced. I've always cared a lot about school and being an athlete uh, and being creative and doing things outside of school. Um, like right now, I'm, I work out six days a week. I have two kids and a wife that I, that I spend a lot of time with. I have companies that I'm working on. So like, um, I believe that you can do different things all at the same time and, and thrive with them. And to me, that's finding balance. It's not just being one-sided um, and kind of pushing everything else out. I hear a lot of entrepreneur um, speakers talk about the idea of work-life balance not being like basically being just a just a phrase that people throw around that doesn't really have any meaning um you know like uh there's nothing wrong if you're an entrepreneur and you love to work there's nothing wrong with spending the majority of your time working because that's what you love to do as someone who's like it it's my you know it's the mission of our company to help people find balance what are your thoughts on that yeah, listen, I mean, as a early entrepreneur, um, or at the beginning of being an entrepreneur, when I was just starting Lokai, like there were I, I slept in the office sometimes. So like, I definitely understand how the quote unquote, work life balance thing is hard when you're just getting started. But on the flip side, as you grow as an entrepreneur, I think you learn time or hopefully you learn time management a lot better. And for me, it's a couple of things. It's uh, am I being efficient with my time and doing the things that really move the needle, right? You can, you can do a lot of stuff, but is the stuff you're doing really making a difference? Or if you didn't do 50 things, but you did one thing, and that one thing doubled your sales for next year, like that makes a bigger difference than the 10 thing, little things you were doing all the time, right? So um, it's really about like time management, focusing on the needle moving initiatives. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I look at my, my day as like a pie chart, like where am I spending my time and making sure that all of the things that are important to me are on that pie chart and anything that's not, I, like I give no time to. Yeah. What's on that pie chart besides work? Work, family, fitness, hanging out with friends, spending time with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm not really on social media. I'm not really watching TV or if I'm watching Sunday football, I'm also on my indoor bike, like riding it at the same time. Uh, so yeah, I try, I try to cut out a lot of things that aren't productive to what I want in my life. And that's different for everyone. Yeah, I agree. When I first started, my entrepreneurship for me just looked like a ton of activity. Like I would spend 14 hours of the day just being active, doing everything that I thought I needed to be doing. I mean, I was like trying to figure out how to grow on Instagram. I was trying to knock on elementary school doors I was listening to Gary Vee and I was just doing everything that I could think of that could possibly do anything positive for my business. Now at 32 and almost 10 years into this, it's like, I'm just always looking for what can I eliminate and what is the, what is the longest lever 
that I can pull, oh, it's, you know, booking schools still. It's still booking schools. Like, because there's no, there's nothing, every, it's that feeds works. everything else. It's what works, right? You, you yep. focus on what's work, what works and how to amplify that. And, and I think one of the reasons why I started Elements uh, is because the other thing I didn't say was sleep, right? Yeah. Sleep is so important as an entrepreneur. I think uh, when I think about being an entrepreneur and working hard, I look at it as how am I going to do this for the next 30, 40, 50 years? Not how, what am I, what am I going to do in the next week? Um, and like, yeah, if you stay up late and then wake up early, like one, you're so inefficient because like you can't focus uh, and you'll burn out fast. So like, I try to like really prioritize sleep as well um, and get like a full night's rest because there will always be another email to do. Um, yeah. And so uh, I try to wake up fresh and really uh, be efficient when I do work. Yeah. When and how and why did you shift from loci to elements of balance? Um, what do you mean by shift? Like, uh, yeah, so that's a great question. I'm curious how much time you spend with each business. But like you started one after the other. What made you decide to do that? And how, and how did you do that? And yeah, and yeah, why so, and how? So, so um, as, as having the mission of inspiring and helping people find balance in their life, um, we actually, as Loci, thought about what other product we could make that delivered on that mission. Um, and we didn't want to just write, find your balance on a hat or a t-shirt and sell it. We wanted to make something that really, delivers on that promise. And that is what clinical doses of adaptogens do. And so uh, Elements was actually born out of Loci. Um, and we spun it out as a separate entity because the beverage industry is very different than the, the jewelry industry. And so uh, we have different teams that work on both. But what's been um, the hardest thing so far about Elements of Balance? I, I would say um, the the sales cycle in in grocery is like they only do reviews. Some chains every quarter, some chains every six months, some only once a year. So like if you miss it or they say no to you, like sometimes you got to wait a whole year before they'll put you under review again for the for their retailer. And so growing revenue is really your ability to manage how you're applying for retailers and getting into them and then planning production to match accounts in the future that you don't know if you're going to be in or not. Dang. And are you, are you a direct to consumer at all, or is it you're going through grocery stores? Um, we're predominantly selling product through grocery stores and on Amazon. We do have a direct consumer uh, channel, um, but like I, I view drinks as more of a like a consumable product. And like even myself, I buy everything on Amazon. So yeah, yeah. to like get my drinks on Amazon is just so much easier than going through like a brand's whole website, creating an account. So we offer it for whatever people prefer. Um, but 
we've seen a lot of success on Amazon. Interesting. Okay. Well, Stephen, the reason I started this podcast, oh, before I ask this, actually, I, when I was thinking about long lever, I wanted to ask this of you, like just with, with you, with your life and your two businesses, what are the biggest levers? Like what are the most um, high value activities for you? Outside of work? Um, no, no, no. Sorry for, for the businesses. It's the time I spend with my team. Um, definitely like managing executive teams now um, and, and understanding what they're going through and how I can help them um, succeed in their roles. Um, Cause they're really running their teams and building the business. And um, I've, I've really taken a step in the direction of how am I amplifying the, the loci and elements message outward to new consumers and new people that might not have known about the brand previously. So yeah. I uh, getting on some podcasts. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So Stephen, the reason I started this podcast is because I wanted to ask purpose-driven entrepreneurs what it is that they're really living their life for. So when you think about a question like, what do, how do I want to be remembered when I die? Or what's my purpose? Or what am I really living my life for? What jumps out to you as most important? I think, I think number one is being an incredible husband and father, right? When, once you have kids, like you, your perspective on life changes. So to me, like family is number one. Um, and then second, I think I want to be viewed as being someone who builds incredible companies that all give back and are purpose driven. Um, it's kind of in my DNA. It's how I think about everything I do. And I, I don't think that being successful as an entrepreneur, building big companies and making money can't go hand in hand with those companies also giving back and having a positive impact on the world. Yeah, yeah. Why is that so important to you that it's one of the things that you want to hang your life on? Because I, th I think the, the time you spend on, on this planet, like I want to have a positive impact and I want to leave the world in a better place than I found it. And I want my kids to realize that, hey, he, he did something positive uh, with his life and for other people. And um, yeah. Yeah. Why? Speaking of kids. I'm a kid's book author. So one of my for fun questions for you is uh, I, I believe that part of leaving a legacy means reaching kids. What's a topic or idea you would make a kid's book about if you could, or if one of your companies has a, had a kid's book, what would, what would it be? How kids can find balance in their life. Like, well, well, yeah, that's good. What, what kind of things would you say like to a kid, like when it comes to how to find balance? I think, hey, you can be a great athlete and you can also be a great musician and a great student at the same time. Um, you don't have to pick one. Yeah, I love it. My last for fun question for things. you. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. My last for fun question for you, Stephen, is what is something that you currently suck at that a year from now you want to be great at? <laughs> That's a hard question. This is how I like to stay in touch with people. All right. Um, eating on a proper schedule. Okay. 
we were just talking about that right right before we started (laughs) this podcast it's 4 p.m and i was like i haven't eaten one thing today uh, oh jeez! on call so working on working on my uh i don't want to call it diet because i don't think that's the right word right um but like making sure i'm eating on the right schedule yeah for sure I just recently had to make like massive changes to my diet because my doctor said I was going to have a heart attack by the time I was 40 with my cholesterol levels. So literally over the course of having this podcast, I've lost like almost 40 pounds. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like I look like a different person, (laughs) but it was just from like cutting saturated fat out of my diet. Anyways, unrelated. what, What are some of the foods that you cut that really did that? Well, that's the thing is the, the one focus of just going, I'm going to eliminate the majority of the saturated. So when I eat saturated fat now, it pretty much just comes from uh, a lean meat or, you know, like a, like a very like whole food type source, like olive oil or something like that, because they're lower in saturated fat for what you're getting. And, you know, you're eating them in the context of a meal. But aside from that, aside from things like yogurt, uh, which is very low in saturated fat, olive oil, chicken, that sort of thing, I really don't eat saturated fat. And so what what that's done is it's cut out all the crap that I was eating because like so you like can't chips, eat it. Chips and yeah, yeah. yeah. So you just can't eat it. So it's it's now just become a filter that has caused me to stop eating all the crap that I was eating. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's drastically reduced my cholesterol, which has been awesome. Now, now I have to look at my triglycerides, apparently. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten that deep into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things Americans, we don't do um, yearly blood uh, exams like other countries do. So my wife is Brazilian and she was like, babe, you are going to have your blood checked every year. And, uh, and so now I have all this knowledge about what's going on with my body that I didn't have before, because we just, in America, we just don't do that. Um, Steven, this has been a really fun conversation. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Where are you the most active that you would want listeners to connect with you? Timmy, thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Um, yeah, listen, uh, listeners can interact with me on Instagram at Steven Eisen. And then our two websites are lokai.com l-o-k-a-i.com and elementsofbalance.io awesome thank you so much for being on thank you for having me 